Niners win the championship game, your life should be pretty good. What's the sour face about, man? No sour. Not not sure where to start. It has been a really long time. Uh, first of all, let's circle back and just you 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 know instead of announcing on our podcast, you already uh, <laughs> did it elsewhere. But go ahead and congratulations on you know your next step. And uh, you alluded to it there by the own own site and everything. But talk about you know leaving RotoWire. Yeah, I, I blew it because I announced that on Greg's podcast. I gave him the scoop. And the only reason that happened, I told uh, Alan Sazowski this because Alan was bummed. I didn't give him the scoop on you know those videos we do. But I really should have done it here on our podcast. But what happened was that Greg, uh, you know, he gives RotoWire um, a couple times a year. We get main event entries as part of our deal mm-hmm. with the NFBC, NFFC. And for those of you, I mean, everyone, I think, who listens knows what that is. You know, the high stakes fantasy football and baseball. These are $1,700 entries. There's a $200,000 grand prize. It's the best league to be in. And we get them for free. Like Jeff and I would each play one and maybe Schuler would split one with somebody. But we would get these and he emailed Peter, Jeff and me to be like, all right, what are you guys doing? What's the plan list? You're going to go in New York and draft live. And I had to tell him because, you know, I had to say, Hey, I'm, I'm not part of RotoWire. I, unfortunately this very valuable and coveted entry is going to have to go to someone else at the company. And it's their problem to work it out. It's not my problem who gets it. But so I told him, I said, it's not a secret. You know, and he's like, Oh wow. And, and he also said in that email, like, Hey, I, I they built their own like podcast channel high stakes fantasy advantage of what it's called. And so he's like, do you want to come on it anyway? I said, sure, I'll come on it. And then, so he already knew. And then he was just like asking me about stuff. And he said, okay, well, what are you doing now? He didn't, you know, he didn't spill the beans, but he gave me the chance to. And I was kind of like, well, I, I guess I'm spilling the beans now. And so I did, cause I've, uh, I have no restraint. No, I highly <laughs> recommend that podcast. If for no other reason, I've never seen a more diverse podcast. It will give you the spectrum. It, it goes from one side of fantasy baseball skill to the other than the two guests they've had so far, Phil Dassault and Chris List. So it really covers both bases. Sorry, continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. You take your <laughs> shot. It's like when Jeff said he liked logic yeah. as his favorite subject today. And I said, uh, he, oh, wow, it would be great if you yeah. could ever employ some of that in your uh, analysis. Fair enough. So yeah, so I, I'm leaving RotoWire. We sold the company. We, we alluded to it like a month ago. We sold it. The deal's done. The check's cleared. You know, there's still some stock and some, you know, year two and three stuff that's smaller, but we got like the bulk of it. Um, I'm happy with this. I love the guys at RotoWire. I said it on Greg's uh, podcast. Um, I was very lucky to have four partners, Jeff, Peter, Schuler, and Herb, who were, you know, we didn't always agree. You know, there was, there was some bickering, there was some heated d- disagreement and, and so there were people get angry at each other now and then, but nobody was ever unethical. Nobody was ever dirty. Nobody ever took a cent more than he deserved. I mean, it's just, you know, people think, oh yeah, well that's not normal. It was 22 years and there was just no, what I would consider a breach of trust or ethics. And I was just very lucky and they treated me very fairly and I got ownership and I got rewarded for that ownership. And they let me be myself, despite you know being a, a fantasy sports company connected to ESPN and the NBA and all these big you know entities that you know people get canceled from. Never a word. My Twitter, you can go read my Twitter. I say you know I I self censor a little on Twitter, and but you know compared to most people, well, I was going to pretty... say also you probably probably said to cut you off, but it probably just to, to further this more, sure, it probably sure. was unexpected, not unexpected to you. Um, but I see a few people ask you on Twitter. 
um, that they thought maybe, you know, just like you're, you're so controversial that this was an easy way for them to separate themselves. But this, that wasn't the case. It's not like they did push you out here and this is you being nice. I mean, this not, is not, not, I mean, yeah, not remotely, not remotely. And uh, I, I totally understand. Publicly, I'm sure some are celebrating in the background. Let's not be uh, kid ourselves. But, well, but at least honestly, I know what I, from everything I know. No, no, no. This is your decision. So um, it, it, that's the. I totally understand why people might assume that, you know, following my Twitter, like, oh, of course they were like, hey, man, it would just be easier. And no, it was like. Uh, we would love it if you stayed or, you know, we're expecting everybody to stay. And I was like, listen, I thought I was going to stay because I thought we we're going to finish the deal like in October, November, but these things always get pushed a little bit. And then once I realized it was basically after football season, it just didn't make sense. I was like, I don't, I, I you know, I, I got paid. I, it's not like I'm so rich that I don't ever need to work. I, I still need to make some money, but there's certainly not heavy pressure on me to make money right now. And I always wanted to do my own thing and talk about other stuff and not, you know, sort of have collateral damage if I say something that I believe is true, but it's not necessarily allowed in the permissible window. I, I feel totally good about that, but I, you know, mindful that if I'm saying this on a platform that's shared by other people and it just makes me accountable to that. So, so it was another good reason to leave. Also, obviously the new entity, it's a publicly traded company and we have shares in it, but we don't own the company. We're not our own bosses. I mean, that was not a situation age 50 I wanted, and so it was just a perfect scenario. The company they took over, they gave me the intellectual property of real man would. They didn't fight that. They could have been dicks about it. They weren't. I think that bodes very well for all the RotoWire guys because it was just, they were just smart enough to know like, okay, why make a seller? Why piss a seller off for something that is no use to them and only has use to me? So everything that, you know, the whole deal, the whole sale, the whole process, I'm shocked how harmonious it was. I mean, it really was easy. It'll and be weird so, not seeing you on the writing side list, but uh, what's the XM stuff? It sounds like that's up in the air because I know a lot of people are curious about that. Yeah, XM is up in the air. I'm doing it through February and then uh, we'll talk. I, there's like, I, we can get into it maybe a little bit here, but there's pluses and minuses for me. You know, I love doing the show with Jeff. You know, you listen to it. I mean, Jeff and me, it's a great like partnership. Um, he's the straight man. You know, I'm like, I clown on stuff. He gets my joke. You know, he gets the jokes. It's very, we're in on the jokes together. So that's all good. I'll tell you the negative in a minute, but yeah, we're going to work that out. We're definitely doing it through February and I may or may, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just talk to Peter. Peter's on vacation and when he gets back, we'll have a chat about, you know, what possibly to do, but the negative with XM and I'll just say it. And, and there's, there's two, one is like, nobody gets their numbers, like how many listeners you have. And I just really frustrates me because um, you really just don't know who your audience is. I mean, we know we have a lot cause we get calls and football season, the channel's popular, but the negative of that is just that like, I don't have any leverage ever, you know, 10 years later, you know, they could be like, take a hike, buddy. The next show gets twice as much traffic. Yeah. It would be nice to keep you, but who cares? Or it could be like, holy shit, he's leaving. We need to pay him 10 X. I have no idea. And I, I just don't think that's a good position to keep yourself in while give, you know, while uh, giving your content. Um, I think it should be, yeah, I'll, I'm happy to provide content and, and get rewarded for that. But I also want to know how I'm doing. So that's, that's something that, you know, I just had to go along with because, you know, it is a great source of subscriptions and it's great for us. People know us from the show and the show has been great and the channel has been great and XM has been great, but that's just a beef I have. I don't like that. And I don't know if that's possible. And then the other one that's a big problem is that the, you've, you, you used to host the show and so you had a codec, you had the box that you have to plug in. So you probably remember, but you need an ethernet. You, you can't do it uh, by Wi-Fi uh, like we do. This show is Wi-Fi, right? This podcast. Right. That is a requirement. And then, and then the fact that um, you need 30 megabytes up and down wherever you go. So like basically people like me or you, we can do our job from anywhere in the world with a good, you know, decent interconnection on the laptop. 
So we're like, okay, this is great freedom. But literally I've had to turn down so many trips with Heather wanting to do because, oh, it's 10 megabytes up and down. No, that won't pass. Can't stay there. So like this over Christmas, we went to a cool place in the Mino. It's up Northern Portugal, rainy and chilly. We wanted to go to the Algarve by the beach, but there's no place we found that had enough internet, you know, for us that Heather would have wanted to stay at that wasn't like 500 bucks a night. So we didn't do it, you know, and that's like a big, you know, that means like yeah. if I'm doing this, that means any more than like a, a week and a half span where I can get, you know, subs, I, I'm like tethered to like this internet thing. And that's, I know that might sound like, Oh, poor you, you know, your job is to talk about football and you got to plug in. I get it. I get it. But you know, I want to just do what I want to do. I want to drive across Europe. I want to drive, you know, once this whole uh, psychosis wears off with all the, you need your past and you need this. If it ever gets back to normal, I would love to drive from Portugal through Spain, through France to Italy and just work still, you know, at night in the hotel or in the Airbnb or whatever. I'm picturing so, us trying uh, going through the codec and, and frantically uh, early in the mornings in Las Vegas trying to set up to interview Ricky Henderson. It would always be late and something would be a problem and this wasn't plugged in right. And it was always the producers were so mad at us. But we're like, why are you asking us to do this in the three days? So hung over on like four hours yeah, sleep. Yeah, and like yeah. Oh, yeah. It was Cal Ripken or, or Ricky Henderson yeah. or whoever it was we're supposed to yeah. talk to. And they're there, he's waiting. And we're like one yeah. minute before Eight the, the show yeah. trying Eight to plug in into like the hotel. Yeah. Such a bad, such a bad oh, scene. Man. Oh, that was horrible. Time. Can't believe yeah. we did that. Thorne so, heard you and um, what's his face go at it. Who, uh, I just remembered his name. What was his name? Uh, the the producer James. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was classic. Because oh, James man. James thought I can't remember what it was, but it was like he, he wanted even idea. me to ask a question. Like what? Really no, no, it was a stupid question. Done. Yeah. What somebody would he have done if you caught some the guy, fan caught. Yeah. It was a yeah some record breaking ball. Like, it was such like a that. stupid. Like, it was so stupid, and he like was so pissed that we didn't use his idea. He thought it was so clever. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, we were both like, nah. Back. Yeah, we were both so like, funny. sorry, man. We're not. We, yeah. we don't care about this. So anyway, you know, I, I don't want to sound uh, too entitled, but you know, we, there is no entitlement. It's you know, Rotowire owes me nothing. They delivered a hundred percent. So if they were like, listen, man, we love you, but we want to just get in-house guys on the show from now on, I'd be like, no problem. I, you know what? We're good. And I feel the same way. And the other way, and I assume they do, like. I don't owe them anything. I did all the work. I'm going to honor my contract through the end of February and, and do a good job on everything. And that's that. And, you know, and then we can work it out. And so I'm open to anything. But you know, the positive is the show is great. It's so much reach. I love doing it with Jeff. I like the format. I like doing it. The negative is this, you're tethered to this thing, this monstrous yeah. uh, piece of equipment that you can't ever get away from. And also, you, know, you never find out how you're doing. And, uh, yeah, and it just weird. is what it is. So yeah. we'll talk so about I, it. I love the guest segments. I, I enjoy, I enjoy listening to it on, on demand. And um, who's doing this site, by the way, I know it's been a little bit more of a delay than you had hoped, but um, yeah, it's been so long since we talked. I'm going to get a proper read for these guys. So the site is like one DB or something like that. But uh, basically, so I got a friend out here is British guy, Neil. And Neil is, you know, he's a funny dude. He's uh, he likes to smoke cigars with me. We, we got for drinks and whatever. And he has some friends, and one of his friends is this guy, Gary. So we went boozing with Gary and Neil a couple of times. Actually, uh, I probably talked about this, but we were at Neil's house for his daughter's birthday party. He's a house like in this national park. It's pretty nice. And we're having some drinks, and we're just talking, smoking cigars. And somehow it came up that we're going to have a, a spice eating contest. I tell you, I talk about this already. I don't remember. So we're going to have the spice eating contest. These two British dudes are so soft, like pathetic. <laughs> and at least so I thought. And then this Portuguese guy who the friends with Luis. So Luis 
is like this nerdy engineer guy, you know, and there's these two British guys. And we're like, yeah, let's hang out, get drinks, whatever. So we go to this Nepalese restaurant that I know I, I take them to, you know, they all show up and it's hot as shit. If you get it like moito picante, you know, you might make a trip to the bathroom during the meal. It's so hot. Anyway, so we all get in moito picante. Uh, it's really great Nepalese food. We're all enjoying it. The British guys are kind of huffing and puffing. I'm cool, but it's hot. And the Portuguese dude is just like eating it like disappointed. He looks disappointed. He's like, this is not that hot. So he had them bring him some raw chilies and just started chopping them while he was like eating his food. And so I took second place comfortably, but, you know, ahead of those British dudes, they did all right. They ate the shit. They ate the, it was super hot and they ate it. But the Portuguese dude crushed us. I mean, he was just like inhuman. He was like a, a rote, you know, he just ate shit that like, I mean, I added some of the chilies to my already hot food, but it was crazy. Anyway, one of those dudes uh, just has, has, has a kind of a tangent, but one of those dudes happened to sold his old business. He's a tech guy and he's building this new business and it's this. And he's like, yeah, I'm building these websites for businesses. And they're more for like bigger businesses, like to do data and, you know, and like databases and payrolls and all this crazy shit. But I was like, well, I actually need to, I was like, how much is it? You know, and he's like, well, for, for the, you know, for you, for the entry level guy, you know, for the guys who are starting 70 bucks a month. I was like, seriously? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So I, I was like, all right. So I gave him all the specs and sent him all the info. And it's like, his guys are like really good. And I feel bad. I feel like I should be paying way more than this because um, they're doing, great. it's like, I've got like this total tech team. Uh, I think I'm partially beta testing it. Like they're working at the kinks, like making sure like, you know, all the stuff. I mean, and I'm not like some business with clients that need things delivered right now. And so it's, it's easy and there's, there's low, low stakes. Like if there's something missing or whatever, but I, I feel like I'm going to give them a lot of, I, I told them just give me like a 20 second read and I'll promote this because if you, you know, if you want to do your own thing or, you know, they probably do stuff way more complex than podcast videos, newsletter, email, you know, all that stuff. They, they do way more complex stuff, but it's pretty cool that I'm, I'm getting this thing built by these like serious pros. And they're doing all three sites. Yeah. I mean, oscarlist.com is just the pictures of my dog, maybe some videos. Uh, and uh, people were mocking me saying that was going to get more traffic than the others. And I, I don't doubt it, but, uh, but yeah, no, there's actually like five sites. Cause Sasha has a couple sites too. Oh, nice. um, okay. And, yeah. That's a good, you know, I was like, that sounds too good to be true. Yeah. I got my, yeah, I've had a blog for forever in my own WordPress and I, I'm always asking I, friends for help. I have no clue at questions. Right. I didn't realize well, $70 a month to run it. Everything for you sounds definitely too good to be true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, I may be getting the Royal treatment because a, I'm like the right. first guy right. and I, I know, you know, I'm friends with him, but maybe not, you know? So if you want to get a serious, you know, get serious, it's not that much money. And it's like, okay, well, in a few months, you know, a year, I don't know what the minimum is, you know, it's no good. It's not like that big of a risk. So anyway, I'm going to definitely promote those guys because I feel like they're good and they're, and I'm, you know, I can't believe it's, you know, that I have this just so lucky friend of a friend of mine, just starting this particular business. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, man. Um, if, if I looked, like you said, I have a sour face. It might just be because I'm still in pain. Uh, I talked about on the XM show, but celebrating my Niners. I know you don't want to hear it. Uh, the wife and I, by the way, are going to drive to LA, check out SoFi stadium and probably a horrible mistake, spend that much money and drive LA and back. It's going to be miserable, but uh, the, the, it is what it is. Anyway, I, I jumped up celebrating the win at 10 day, the first, you know, in, in Dallas and landed on the corner of my couch and it made a gross sound like a, a crash sound on my ankle. I will not forget the sound. And, um, 
it felt bad. And then the next day it was super swollen. I sent you the picture, right? Pretty gross. Yeah. Am I, am yeah. I exaggerating or pretty gross? No, it's pretty bad. I mean, I, I've done that. I had ankle surgery eventually cause I kept playing through it, but real man plays through it. So and, and I've been able to walk, walk on it, but then other people are telling me I, it could be broken and I could be doing, I don't know. It's totally black. It's gone down to my toes are black and the top of my yeah, foot the is blood black though, now. The, the blood though isn't from the, I mean, you can get an x-ray if you want but I don't think the blood is from a fracture. I think the blood is from a ligament tear. I mean, you okay. tore ligaments yeah. and that's what happened to me. I basically, when they operated my ankle, the ligaments were so destroyed that I started destroying the cartilage because I had no support. And then that was the, I had to do microfracture. And then they had to repair the ligaments too. And even now, if I roll that ankle, it just flops. It's like, it doesn't even hurt. I'm like, oh, I go off a curb and it should be horrible. But it's just like, they're so floppy. It doesn't hurt. And that's even kind of more disturbing. I'm like, but I should did be you like, do it by walking on it. Did you do more damage? No, is that? Okay? No, no, no. I, I, I rehabbed it. I mean, I played basketball on it is how I destroyed it. And I never really played basketball. I played here and there like five more times ever again after that surgery. So, and, and it also like when I was trying to get that five minute mile a couple of years ago, which I may reprise. We'll see. I was, I can only run on the track. And even then after a few months, it started that microfracture. It wasn't the ligaments. It's just the cartilage, you know, gets sensitive. So I'm like, I can run, I can walk, I could play tennis or whatever, but like, I'm never going to do like long distance running on concrete. I'm never going to like play more than like 10 minutes of pickup hoops you know, again, pretty right. much. You right. Know, well, so. I hope this, yeah, I, I might, I'm considering getting an x-ray, but yeah, the blood moving, you said it's probably just a ligament. Okay, I don't, I don't right, think any okay. next, I mean, you could, if it cracked, if there's a sound, but you, I can walk, I can walk, I can hobble yeah, around. I, you definitely tore ligaments, a ligament at least, and maybe more, probably one. And that's why that blood is in your foot. That's my opinion. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But no, then again, brutal. then again, if you're the type of person that gets your medical advice from a podcaster, you know, I mean, that, it, you're just like Aaron Rodgers. I was going to talk about Aaron Rodgers because you know, they lost and I'm sure you're very happy about that. If you say it's a block punt, but it was 10, 10 and he had the ball and he didn't get it done. And then the Niners did get that field goal drive. So I think some of it is on Rogers, but these nutless monkeys like dunking on him. It, it's almost like they wished he died of COVID, but nothing bad happened with COVID. So they're treating it. It's like, dude, no, he didn't die of COVID. He just lost a playoff game. So like, you can't re dunk on him for the ivermectin and his protocol. Cause that actually was that actually, it may not have had anything to do with it. He might just be a healthy young man who was going to be fine either way. But then again, then you can't really knock his protocol because it wasn't harmful to him. You can't somehow shoehorn him losing that game into his Joe Rogan protocol, which isn't Joe Rogan's protocol. It's Joe Rogan's doctor's protocol, but whatever, you know? So I just found that my Twitter feed doesn't have that stuff because all those people are blocked. So I, I was like, <laughs> only, I was on the nutless monkey feed and I saw idiots doing that. And I was like, I was like, dude, I know you wish he died of COVID. So you could really, you know, show that you were right, but that didn't happen. He just lost in the playoffs. It's not the same. It's a totally different. It's a totally different negative thing that happened to him. And they're just sort of just shoehorning that thing in there. Like it's like the same thing. Yeah, like, no, he lost. And it was out of, it was, no, there was a bunch of dunking on him nonstop. And yeah, it's uh, it was definitely annoying. I, I agree with you. It was. And uh, yeah. And even like Packer fans have seemed to move on. I mean, it's wild. Uh, he's a, and it, I don't know. It's weird. He's, but yet he is going to win MVP and his numbers aren't overwhelmingly better than Brady. I don't know. It's all not, not a lot of it makes sense to me, but um, whatever. He had an awesome He might year. not. I mean, the, you the think he might market. not? I think the betting market says he's an overwhelming favorite. I, mean, I hope it's Brady. What, I have a couple tickets What, what is What is he like? Minus five. Milk. What is he like? Minus 500? So, yeah. What, something like that last I saw. Right. So what? One in six, right? So yeah. it's like. A one and six. You, you don't think what? What did you get in the Niners uh, futures that you have? Yeah, I have a few. Yeah, I have a yeah, nice. Yeah, like, you nice, had thirty to one, forty to one on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, more. Yeah. On some. So yeah. 
So if the Niners could win the Super Bowl, then someone else could win the MVP, right? So it's just right. yeah, so you it's have like, a nice twenty-five to one to win the NFC, which means they're going to lose this week because it's always one before. You know, I tried to oh, right. I'm always one ahead, so now that means they're going to this one. But I mean, anyway. you could hedge. I mean, you could easily hedge. It's not like as good of a hedge if they were favorites, but I mean, they're not huge underdogs. Yeah. So you, yeah, you over football. You're talking up about on the XM show. Crazy weekend last weekend was pretty awesome. I I missed a bunch. I've been going crazy with my Niners, but it is what it is. We skipped a whole month here, but um, but yeah. Have you enjoyed it? You've been watching them? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love the games this past weekend. Uh, I'm I'm drawing dead in the NFFC. I think I made some stupid. I went with Kyler Murray just to be different. Told, and if he I went to crazy, you out of that one too. I got Mahomes Allen. I'm 43rd out of 2,000 people. That doesn't right mean now, anything. But, that doesn't mean yeah. anything. It, it, all that matters is the next two weeks. But in, yeah. in that contest. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's, it's no, like, sorry, a, I got to say also in our XM show, you were not only last by a mile, but you have not one player left. I know. I mean, that is terrible. epic, dude. I mean, that is like <laughs> truly like you, I almost want to pay you for that performance. I mean, you have not one player left in the playoff like, pool. And I got the nut low. I I mean, well, I had yeah. Carr and Prescott as my QB. So they were gone. We, you know, the first week they were out, I lost both my QBs. Uh, and then I had a bunch of Titans and they were out, you know, the, for their first game. So that was, that was it. But I'm talking about the NFFC contest. I know. You feel like, oh, you know, that was dumb. You used this guy and he did nothing. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't matter. It's like if you finish 68th, which is what you're going to do, um, you're going to get nothing also. And you just didn't get – you had like three quarters of it right, but you didn't get it perfect. I was like, I'm going to be the only guy that gets this if, if Murray miraculously balls in the playoffs. Didn't work, but, you know, it was a pot odds play. But it is what it is. Listen to this move. It might end up costing me this uh, minutia real quick. I have a 2X Mixon last week, and I switched him out for Henry. I mean, it's like, so now I would have had Mixon 3X here, but I did, instead of Mixon, You're I drawing dead. that McPherson baller, though, who I have him 2X instead. But the thought process, I really like the tech Titans to win, and you're going to get a 2X next week of, of Henry and maybe even a 3 I, But, yeah, that was a dumb dumb decision in hindsight. But it's really fun. It's the well, first it's time a I've done dumb, that. I just did one lineup, and it's super, I like the strategy. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a dumb decision because miraculously the Titans got nine sacks and still lost the game because they wouldn't just fucking QB sneak on third and one or fourth and one. And they threw yet another pick at the end of the game. I mean, they should have won. So, I mean, it's easy to say based on who won, it would have been like a brilliant move if you pivoted and did it, you know, but whatever. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a fun contest, but only thing it's I hard to win. There's a lot of people. Right. Only thing I say about NFL real quickly is a Niners fan, man, what a, what a turn of events. If Rogers leaves, Tom Brady leaves, Sean Payton leaves and Russell Wilson may leave. I mean, that would be crazy if those literally all four left the, the conference in, in one off season. I mean, that's, that, that would be crazy. It looks like Rogers really could go to Denver too. Yeah. Uh, just Niners Rams every year for the next five years. Now it won't work like that. And uh, surprises will happen. I just saw that the Giants are going to stick with Danny Dimes, which is kind of funny. People are like, are you happy about the GM hire, that Bills guy? And I'm like, I have no idea. Right. You know, yeah. they just pick these guys. He's like, oh, he had, you know, that team was good for a few years. He was in the front office. Let's, let's get him. So who the fuck knows? You know, Brian Dable good or is Josh Allen just that good? You know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who knows? And like, I, I don't even hate the Gettle Chad. Gettle Chad's got him two top 10 picks, but yeah. All the coaches and GMs don't really matter unless you have like a top five or a bottom five, you know, unless it's like so egregious that the moves are just universally bad, you know, trading up to two, take Trubisky when Mahomes and Watson are on the board. I mean, stuff like that. You need a QB. You could have just sat at three and reach for Mahomes or Watson. Those are the, the moves that really sink you. It, it, the vast middle is like kickers. It's like quarterbacks, it's like running backs. Anybody from the 20th to the 80th percentile is... It's, it's mostly just going to be swamped by variants. 
By the way, what the first rounder for Lance, one of them's now at best a 29th pick, you know, because they because they made it. That's so why I like, like yeah. that. But um, but my still, only complaint but is Barry Bonds a travesty not making the Hall of Fame. What an absolute joke. And that's 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 all I have to say about that. But obviously everyone knows that's the case. But um yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, Wittgenstein's ruler, right? Um it's it's not just the ruler that measures the table, it's the table that measures the ruler. <laughs> and so if the Hall of Fame doesn't have Barry Bonds in it, it makes the Hall of Fame yeah. mismeasured, it's misaligned, it's not bonds. You know, every, if you have somebody who's plainly in, then it doesn't work. Now, you know, the Royds thing, it's who knows about that shit. But now with all yeah. like that. I mean, Astro- David Ortiz, whatever, literally has a positive test on his ledger. If you removed all of Barry Bonds' home runs, who has the most home runs in, 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 and you turned them into outs, not just removed them, but turned them into outs, Bonds would still have a higher career on base percentage than Big Poppy. He's number one or two. It's like Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds. And there's like Willie Mays, maybe. I mean, there's like three guys. It's not even remotely close. And, you know, and then when you look at like what the Astros are accused of, and then they're like, oh, it's not fair to the Astros because the Yankees and Red Sox were doing it. And Christian Yelich without this, the, the iPad or whatever, whatever he was up to for his MVPs, it's like the greenies that they had in the 60s and 70s. It just seems very, because Bonds was ornery and, and not media friendly, they just really hung it on him. And, and it's unfortunate, but he was clearly on roids peaking at age 37 to 40. The difference between Bonds's career roar and David Ortiz's war is equal to Alex Rodriguez's career war. Really? It's that, it's that crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, uh, I, I mean, he was a Hall of Famer before he did the Roids, and everyone he was playing against with most of the pitchers were, were Roids. Um, I like to, to try to compare it to someone who doesn't follow baseball. It's like, imagine if the fastest runner is four miles, and one guy ran it in two minutes and a half, two and a half minutes, and did it with 100 pounds over his back. Because you're not also understanding that the guy would see maybe one to two pitches per game. And he played in the big pitcher's park and, in, in the baseball. I, are the toughest for left-handed power i mean it would suppress the rest of the league by 35 percent right. the left-handed yeah. power in that park so, was just ridiculous and he would only see one to two hittable pitches per game i mean it's it's yeah, yeah. So, and, obviously and so, roided out of his gourd i mean obviously right but imagine if like everybody was like playing clean but they weren't let's say like there were some runners and some of them were playing clean some of them weren't and there was four minute miles the record and some guy roided to the fucking gills runs a three minute mile you're gonna be like Dude, he's running to the fucking gills. Like, what the hell? You know, he probably wouldn't get almost to get too good it for his own right. Honestly, he was almost too right, good. Right. If he was just like ran a three fifty, if he ran a three fifty, they'd be like, yeah, the roids might help a little, but it's hard yeah, exactly. to tell. But the yeah, fact that he totally that he ran it, that's what I, I think that actually is playing a, a factor. Exactly it's like it, it's like, dude, you're he's too good. He's, it was like the Belichick thing when we were like, oh, he must be cheating, or yeah. that uh, Mike Postel, our favorite guy, he's yeah. winning every hand, must be cheating. If he was just winning a little bit, you know, nobody would suspect it or, or hold it against him. But even they found out, they'd be like, "I hey, cheated a bit." I mean, big deal. I, I really think that's yeah. what it is. We just solved the, also a we gold solved the mystery. He, had, he also was a gold glover. He had 500 steals. The slugging percentage was better than right. uh, the right. Ruth's career bet. Yeah, it, it, that's right. a good. I never thought of it, but that is that was his. He his got too far from the yeah. from the. You know, David Ortiz is like an outer circle Hall of Famer. It's like, yeah, he roided a little. No big deal. It, they'll, they'll forgive you for being like, ah, oh, yeah, you, you you did a little better than everybody, and you cheated a little. It's cool. We all cheat a little, and they will not forgive you for greatness if you cheat. You know, they don't like you for greatness anyway. And then if you cheated and you were great, they're gonna just fucking destroy you. Again, this makes me upset that I blew it when running into him at the bar at my buddy's wedding a couple of years ago. He, you know, he's, he feels disrespected. He probably doesn't realize how many fans really like him. I should have went. I'm not worthy like Wayne's World and gotten on my knees. And yet, and uh, this just further makes me frustrated. Dude doesn't even get, I think there'll be some, they'll change some rule. They also change the thing like it from 15 years to 10 years. So like now he's whatever officially, you know, off the ballot or whatever. But you're, the, the analogy, whatever the thing you said was perfect. Now the hall is invalidated because of this. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Wittgenstein's ruler. You know, you're, he's not just uh, 
It doesn't the ruler doesn't just measure the table. The table measures the ruler at the same time. Okay, a couple other things that I had in my mind. Okay, how about Neil Young? This is hilarious. And Ted Bell tweeted about this. So Neil Young, who I love, oh, he's back Neil, on Twitter. What? No, he, well, he had like he has like a second account that he doesn't. Oh tweet man, okay, I don't even know if I know. Okay, all right, I need to. So this is all hilarious. Right. So so Neil Young, who I love, I think Neil Young is top ten. Like I love that guy. You know, the, there's so many good albums. Everyone knows yeah. this is nowhere. And, I really, yeah. And on the beach, that that album is really good. People don't know it. The Charles Manson song is like the, one of the best songs. Neil Young, who I love, and was like a rebel. He comes out and he says to Spotify, either remove Joe Rogan or remove me. And it's hilarious because Joe Rogan is fucking harmless. Like, this is the funniest thing that Joe Rogan, they just don't like it because he gets 10 times the viewers, 20 times that CNN's piece of shit programs get. So they're jealous and they're losing the thread and they just want control back. But Joe Rogan is like so not radical. He just asks questions. He has interesting people on the show. He is so not like right wing or he's not even that political, actually. He's more just like, just ask questions that the, the legacy media just won't, you know, their, their corporate sponsors just don't want to ask. He's, I think he voted for Bernie. It's hilarious. The, the alt-right guy voted for Bernie. It's No, it's he's great. like so, he's not even, he's, he's so harmless, Joe Rogan, you know? So anyway, but they want, you know, this whole campaign, though. we got to shut up Joe Rogan. So Neil Young, oh, Neil Young's going to be super brave. Mr. Rebel Maverick Neil Young comes in and he says, him or me, right? But some guy tweeted, I liked it. He said, you know, don't, don't start pretending Neil Young's music sucks just because you don't like him. And I think that's sure. true. One does not have to do with the other. Of but course. just, just yeah. weak, weak as shit. And like people who are like Joe Rogan, this and that. None of those people have ever listened to Joe Rogan, obviously, because the dude is so, he's like, he's so middle of the road, man. I, I mean, sometimes I want to like be like, dude, fucking like pursue this question. You know, he's, he's so mild. I mean, he's compared to like the totally nutless frauds who are posing as journalists. He's like a great journalist. He asks good questions, but <laughs> yeah. it's just hilarious Agreed, how, how totally. stupid people are. Yeah. People really do, Mr. I, mean, I feel like people have an idea of Joe Rogan, you know, the fear factor meathead and um, what that podcast actually is. There are absolutely episodes where him uh, and his comedian buddies just get drunk and stoned and it's silly uh, frat boy humor. There are other episodes where he's dead, dead serious, asking the scientists questions that he's genuinely interested in the answer to. You know, I, I mean, it's very different, and um, it's it's absolutely it's important. I mean, what I mean, it's, he's asking questions that our uh, legacy media is not. And you know, the media keeps spreading around this thing that 270 doctors wrote a letter to Spotify saying, and those they aren't really doctors either. That that is misleading too. That whole thing, the 270 doctors who wrote a letter to Spotify, and I see that headline everywhere. And that even that is completely misleading well, and untrue. But whatever. There are thousands of doctors who signed the Great Barrington Declaration that you know takes a lot of issue with the the whole way this was done, all of these measures that were put into place um, from 2020. And so, you know, if you want to just talk numbers, and these are like real worldwide practicing physicians and research scientists, um, but of course, you know, they just get, you, know, you saw that email from Fauci uh, um, and uh, Francis Collins, the director of the NIH, when it was like, those guys were like, yeah, it's probably a lab leak. I think it's a lab leak, but hey, we don't want this cutting out because we don't want this to, you know, reduce funding or trust yeah. in science in China and this research we're doing. So, okay let's just say that it's not a lab leak. And so this email comes out and they said, there's some fringe epidemiologists and they named like three guys, Martin Kuhledorf and um, a couple other guys. And th these guys are obviously legit. And they were like, these are fringe people we need to sideline who are asking questions about this stuff. And those guys weren't fringe. They were like Harvard and Stanford epidemiologists. And suddenly like there's the morons who are like, trust an epidemiologist. And you're like, okay, well, I, 
I, I'm not going to trust anybody, but I'll read this guy's arguments and consider them. These seem persuasive. And they'd be like, oh, those are fringe. <laughs> they said these are fringe guys, but that's what they do. You know, it's like they just dismiss anyone who disagrees with them. Yeah, and um, so many people are getting, and, and Twitter's becoming more and more censored since Jack left. People thought Jack was an issue. Boy, they didn't understand. Yeah, I, I think he was holding back. I had bought some shares of Twitter when they, had, they added the Bitcoin tipping feature. And then no. I immediately sold it a loss. I always lose money on Twitter. I probably lost, I don't know, not that much. I mean, I don't buy big stocks. It was 15 grand with the stock losses on Twitter over the last few years. And immediately when, when I saw that announcement and that nutless monkey guy took over, who's just like Mr. Censorship, I just, I, I just dumped him. And it's plummeted since like everything else. But we'll get into that in the markets. Okay, so another thing. So one of the sites I'm starting is chrislist.com. And one of the things I'm going to do, I believe, we'll see if it, I've already written drafts of this stuff, but I'm going to make rigorous, logical arguments debunking every talking point. Like, oh, if, if you don't take the vaccine, you're, you're taking up an ICU bed. Like that's a talking point. Or, you know, what about the ICU beds? Or trust the experts. Or I already wrote that one and I posted on my Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Or we need to do this for public health, for safety, or, you know, you don't have the right to infect others. All these talking points. I'm going to absolutely eviscerate them as cleanly as possible. I'm going to edit it a hundred times till it's just the absolute bare bones, cleanest argument. Remember you, you asked me with the Monty Hall, let's make a deal. Like, how do you say it? Like to prove it to somebody that like, they just can't, yeah. right. Expanded it's going to be like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. going to be like that where it's like, oh shit, this doesn't make any sense. That's right. Um, and I'm just going to do this relentlessly with like every topic. And so people who are like in an argument with somebody can just copy paste and that's it. They don't even have to like, they can just <laughs> literally screenshot it, paste it, or I'll even put them in yeah. little modules that can paste. I just feel like that's just so overdue because everyone's having the same stupid argument that's been debunked and you just should have to be able to copy and paste, you know, and not research, not like, look at this research showing this, this data, that shit never sways anybody because everyone's like yeah but this data that i don't know they they cooked the books or this is fake logical your numbers argument. versus my numbers yeah, yeah. my yeah. my expert versus yours my stats versus yours the one thing is clear argument it's not going to win against you know religious people obviously but i just think there's a lot of people who's gotten confused by all the the talking points and i think anyone who's open-minded is just gonna be like, of course and, and i'll give you one i'll give you one right now so some people say Dude, why are you doing your own research on health stuff, COVID vaccines, health, whatever? Why wouldn't you just listen to experts, dude? Uh-huh. Yes. And I say, well, are you, Dalton, are you, say you're saying this to me. Are you an expert? Are you an epidemiologist yourself? Right. No, I'm not. No. Okay. So you're not an epidemiologist. So I shouldn't listen to you. And then they would say, no, I'm not saying listen to me. I'm saying listen to them. Listen to the guys, you know, saying this. I said, That's how it goes, right? Yeah. Right. And, I, and I'd say... No, but how do I know to listen to them? Who, who is directing me toward the person I should listen to? It's you. You're, you're telling me who to trust, who to believe, right? So are you an he's expert at- Begging uh, the question, is that what you're saying? He's begging he's the begging question the, by, not, labeling him a, by labeling him an expert himself, I guess you could say, right? If his criterion for taking advice from somebody is that, that person must be an expert at the thing that they're giving advice on. And he is not an expert either in medicine or at assessing who else is an expert. Like, unless you have expert judgment about who to trust, better judgment than me, why would I trust you as to who to trust? Why should I listen to you?
about anything except in your narrow field of expertise. Maybe I should listen to you on uh, drafting pitchers in uh, fantasy baseball. Right, I like this is they go into a restaurant. The guy says, no, 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 this is the best food. It's an excellent chef. You go there and they bring out, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, the, the episode of Science of the Goulash, you know, and it's, uh, sorry, Curb, this last season, if you're not caught up. Yeah. Uh, brilliant as usual. Um, you know, it's garbage. So uh, what are you, you're going to trust that guy in his next opinion or his definition of a chef or, a, or of an expert or whatever. I don't know. Is that an analogy? It works or no? It, it's not me who thinks only experts can give you advice or only experts can do research or anything. I'm, I, that's not my criterion. I'm saying I am using my judgment to decide which evidence, which expert, which data sure. um, makes sense to me. Just like I would if I were in a jury box and there was expert testifying, I got to render the verdict, but I'm going to listen and get caught up to speed on technical stuff that a lay person wouldn't necessarily understand that I might not know. So I'm going to do research by consulting experts online and, and different data and different uh, arguments. Um, so that's my belief that, that I don't have to be expert to do that. And I will become more expert at that the more I exercise my judgment. But their argument is you should only trust experts, not your judgment. So then I would say to them, but why should I listen to you? And they say, no, no, I'm not saying listen to me. I'm saying listen to the expert. But you are saying listen to you because you're the one saying listen to the expert. In other words, it's not the expert telling me to listen to an expert. It's you telling me to listen to an expert. And if you say, well, the expert's telling you, I don't know that that expert's not captured. I don't know what is, you know, I don't, I, I don't, I, I have to do, I have to assess the experts for myself. If an expert says, I've studied this and here's some good evidence, I would listen to that. But then I would also consult other sources and I would make a decision just like you would in a court of law. There'd be the defense expert, there'd be the prosecution's expert and you listen to it. But, and I'll write this much more clearly than I'm saying it. But what I'm saying is, Think about it very simply. You are trying to tell me to do something else. Right? I'm doing what I'm doing and you're trying to convince me to do something else, right? It has nothing to do with any expert right now. You're trying to convince me. Are you an expert? Are you an expert in judgment? Are, are you a, demo, a demonstrated expert in assessing data and, and in judgment? No. So why the fuck would I listen to you? Forget about who you're telling me to listen to. That's, that's not relevant. You're trying to change how I, my process of assessing the world. You're telling me my process is off base and yours is good because you listen to the expert. But if you're not an expert, what is your fucking basis for saying that, for concluding that? Why is your process better than mine such that I should adopt yours instead of mine? Oh, because it's an expert. I know, but you're the one saying it. Why should I listen to you? Why is your process of, you must take the advice from this particular expert better than my process. How are you, how have you demonstrated that to me in any way by your own criterion that only experts can, can give advice. Who are the, why the fuck are you even talking to me without, without demonstrated proof that you're an expert in judgment? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, got you. I understand what you're saying. I oh, think okay, my okay, analogy okay. completely holds true, but yes, I, I, I hear you. Yeah. No, it's not that you failed in your track record. It's that you don't even have a track record. Yeah, you're trusting the person telling you. Just yeah, that's why would I? The person, the expert, is the person telling you makes them. The, the, therefore, they're the expert because the person is defining them as such. I, I get what you're saying. Right? Why would I t trust? Or even the process of that expertise is the metric that I need to go by. Right. Right. By your own right. fucking metric, you can't even satisfy it because your metric is expertise. So what the fuck are you even talking to me for if you're not an expert? Okay. So that's it. That's over. That's over. Don't fucking talk to me. Maybe if an epidemiologist comes over to my house and says, my you know, expertise is my uh, 
basis for advice. And I actually am an expert. Okay, well, we'd have a different conversation. But no regular person can. Well, what if someone so someone can't be friends with that person and, and tell you that I got a buddy who's then that wouldn't that wouldn't work in your. What's their criteria for uh, me listening to them? Having a buddy. My buddy is the whatever so and so title you just gave that you said if you knocked on your epidemiologist. Door. Right. So, no. so if you knock, oh, 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 okay. It's so, different so, than he, if you organically knocked on your door. You're saying, I'm saying that's fucking hearsay. I don't know his buddy or whatever. How do I, I don't know anything about you except that you are substituting your judgment for mine and the criteria by which you do it, by which you think judgment should be substituted is expertise, and you have demonstrated none. So by your own criterion, I should ignore you. That's to me, that's just open and shut. You have no basis for even giving me advice. And the reason they do this, the reason they try to do this is because for them to say, hey, listen to me, not yourself, is what they're saying to you. Listen to me, not yourself. That's all they're saying. That would make no sense, right? It's like, why the fuck would I listen to you? But what they want to argue is a different, they want to shift the frame. And the frame they want to shift to is, oh, you think you know more than a professional epidemiologist? No, you right. don't. So they want to have an argument about something else. That's like they a bad want... faith argument you're, you're arguing then. I, I was trying to get more so if you were really trying to like learn the truth or whatever. But yeah, I guess we're maybe kind of arguing two different things. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Most people probably are in that mindset. They, they want to switch the, the field of the argument. They want to switch it to, oh, you think you have more expertise than this person, right? It's kind of like being a fantasy person and saying, I think this guy's going to be good. And Terry Bradshaw says no. And they say, oh, you know more football than Terry Bradshaw? They're switching the argument to something that, that, no, you're not saying you know more about every aspect of football than Terry Bradshaw. You're saying you trust your own judgment about what's going to happen this season more than Terry Bradshaw's judgment. You're not saying you know more about what it's like to be under center in a cold game when a defense is trying to get you because plainly you would lose that argument. That's what the, that's what the like, sort of like the nerds, fantasy guys, jock argument was. They would, they would shift the argument to something irrelevant that you would lose rather than have the argument, which is, well, who has better judgment about which team's going to have Current more wins state, this year? Yeah. Right. And, and this is the same thing. They're trying to move the argument into something that you, that's not relevant that you would lose from the relevant argument, which is you or me, who has more expertise in terms of assessing the world. And clearly we don't agree on our assessment. So why would I substitute your judgment for mine? Anyway, we've spent a lot of time saying. on that. I got but, it. I got but that's, that's it. And there's going to be a lot of those that are just very like, how can, you know, by your own criteria. Now, I don't, again, I don't, that's not my criteria because I would never tell somebody just follow the experts. I would say, Use your judgment, compare it to uh, assess what experts are saying, assess what other people are saying and check out with your eyes and ears and reality and, and see what's going on. If somebody tells me there's a deadly pandemic and I don't see any bodies in the street and I know like so many, so many, so many people are getting this disease and, and some of them are sicker than others, but almost all the people I know are not seriously affected by it. That's going to also impact my assessment of the situation. I'm going to trust the things I see and hear and observe with my own uh, senses as well as some of the arguments and, and scientific data, you know, obviously. So sure. All, right. all fair, all fair points. Okay. Let's talk Bitcoin and markets. Um, unless you have something you want to jump in on because. Uh, nope. Nope. Bitcoin. I was one of my notes for sure. Yeah. It's obviously dropped since we've last spoken for sure. It's a bear market uh, fear. Um, and even some, you know, the fed was, there's an announced today stuff could even be happening by the time this airs tomorrow of important things. And there's even some real FUD on some other bill that they added at the very end. Another thing that could effectively end all exchanges if they wanted to, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but the Jerry Brito is the best guy to follow for all the Congress stuff, B-R-I-T-O. Um, anyway, so thoughts. I'm very bullish short term though. It could go down more, but I think like in the medium term and obviously long term. 
I'm bullish. I think that uh, the market did go down. It was up early and then the Fed had a meeting and it went down. I think what's happening now is there is inflation and sustained inflation is just an absolute political disaster. People can't afford you know, food and products and healthcare and all these things they need. And so they have to deal with this and they must act like they're going to hike interest rates uh, over the next year. And if they do hike interest rates, which are, you know, near zero, if interest rates are at say, you know, half a percent and they go to 1%, that's double the cost of money. So the debts become hard to sustain and the markets crash. And even just, they haven't even raised the rates yet. They just hinted that they're going to slow down the lowering of them. They've just decelerated. They haven't gone in reverse yet. They're just decelerating. And the market's already gone down 10% or more or whatever. And I think like, this is just a big bluff and they're just trying to like not really raise rates, but scare people a little. So inflation comes down, but not crash the economy. And they've got this like extremely narrow line to walk. And as long as people believe the bluff for a little bit, like inflation might come down a little bit, but the second that like the markets go down further and everyone's pensions are dependent on the market and everybody's 401ks and everything's dependent on the market now, they're going to have to back up. And the second they back up and say, okay, no, we're going to stop. Then the, it's going to, it's going to, it's like the tsunami, the tide is coming out. And the second people uh, realize they're bluffing, it's going to roar in to the land. And I feel like that's when Bitcoin's going to go to, I don't know what the number is and stocks and it's going to be an inflate, huge inflation. And we're just betting on the, the fastest horse, like which is the best asset to own. As far as I understand it, I'm totally stealing this from a Twitter thread, but if the feds do not raise interest rates, there's basically two options to not raise interest rates. Then the engine keeps running more record highs for SP stocks balloon assets go up and it'll be like, uh, remember when something used to be worth a hundred bucks, yes. uh, option two: raise interest rates. Um, that's an effective way to slow down the economy and basically would cause a recession. So uh, I, I, recession is putting it mildly. Recession is putting yeah. it like, I think it would cause like an absolute wipeout because- so Neither sounds great. <laughs> and so I agree with you. I, I think that uh, they're put in an impossible position and they've fucked it up and the genie can't get back in the bottle. And the, the only way to get back in the bottle is if we just let the fucking market crash 80%. And we took the medicine of all medicine, you know, just people just completely wiped out and they figured out something. That's the only way. So that brings us to the next step. So what are they going to, they, they can't, this is just delaying the, the dissolution of everything. So there's some options. There's pandemic, cyber attack, war, right? There's got to be like yeah, some other shit. Off. Plan B is coming up because this plan A shit, there's no way out. Yeah, there's been a lot of war talk. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What what do you see it going? I don't really know about the, you know, it, it seems obvious to anyone with half a brain that like there's zero fucking point of getting into a war over Ukraine. It's not in our interest. It's just completely, but, you know, people want it. And there's people who get a lot of money from arms contractors. There's people who need a distraction and excuse for why everything's going to shit. So I don't know what's actually going to happen, but that's like one option on the table. And the other one is like another variant or pan thing. We can talk about Omicron, which is not um, a naturally evolving virus, by the way. We'll get into that in a second. And, or, you know, there could be 
cyber attack. They've been, you know, simulating the cyber attack. You know, they've been having all these like they had a simulation of a pandemic in 2019. I mean, that's not conspiracy. That's just a fact that event 201 actually happened. There was a simulation of, of a of a pandemic. And I'm not saying that they that means they caused it. I'm just did mean that they were very alert to the possibility before it happened. And they're simulating cyber attacks, you know, like some sort of hack of a banking system that shuts down the global banking system. Those are some very extreme outs that may or probably won't happen, but it's, it's not like uh, if you had said two years ago, there's going to be a worldwide pandemic and you're going to be locked in your house and, you know, forced to wear masks and forced to inject yourself. Otherwise you can't do X, Y, and Z. You might've thought that was crazy two years ago. And so maybe this stuff sounds crazy, but it doesn't sound crazy. It doesn't sound that crazy to me relative to what's happened the last two years. Yeah. One of the things circling back with, I guess Russia was also threatening to ban uh, Bitcoin. And then I think Putin's also countered and said that they're in a unique position to, to thrive with it. So I don't know what's going on with that, but Bitcoin, just whatever, just, just keep your, your timeline, you know, far in advance and it's still as bullish as ever, but yeah, it's definitely a drop since we were all talking excited. Yeah. I mean, I don't really sweat the, the drops in this range. Like it doesn't really, I hope, you know, obviously I like to see it go up, but I don't really sweat it. Uh, did you hear about the monkey truck crash story? Uh, I guess not. No, I don't believe I have. So there's just like, I don't know how many 50 monkeys, macaques or something they call them. I mean, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. And they're like lab monkeys that are genetically, you know, obviously they're very similar to humans. And the truck with them crashed in Pennsylvania. This is just a fact. This is reported. And this woman, this is very sketchy, went to like check out the crash. She thought it was cats, she said, to like rescue them. And there was all the, the cages were broken. And she stepped in feces, she said. And one of the monkeys like hissed at her, maybe spit on her. And then she had these weird symptoms. So she was taken to the hospital, but she had talked to a bunch of reporters and the police, you know, before then. So what the fuck is that? Why, why was that story planted? I, I probably shouldn't even say it because to me, this is like some... I have a theory about what's actually going on now. This I, I've, I've took me a while to come to it, but I'll, I'll tell you in a minute. But you should you should check that. I was on Zero Head. I was on yeah, a bunch right. of different uh, different sites, but um, it's reported. Anyway, so there's this new oh, it's the it's the monkey lady virus, you know, whatever right. that came. From. These are lab monkeys that happened to get into a car crash, just just coincidentally. And this woman just happened to blunder into this. Googled it. All right, I mean, duck duck goat it. Sorry, pardon. Yeah. Yeah, please. And so I have a theory. My theory is that all, right, all the shit is a bluff, right? Like COVID obviously is a virus. It's killed people. I think killed mostly sick people. It doesn't mean it's, you know, I don't want to fucking usual disclaimers, not, not minimizing that people died. That's serious. But for, you know, most of the world and healthy younger people, like it was, it was not a serious thing, but they could frame it as a very serious thing for everybody. There were vulnerable people that needed to be protected, but for most people, it wasn't a serious risk. But, you know, they got the whole world to panic and shut down. They had those videos of those Chinese guys falling, dropping dead. Do you remember those videos? Yep, 100%. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's just not ever what it was, right? And they also withheld all the early treatments. They discouraged everybody. They mocked people who wanted to do them. So much shit, you know? And, and then there's did people die with or of COVID? Like that's, the numbers are incredibly inflated. You know, somebody has a car accident. They test positive for COVID, drops dead. COVID death. So we don't even know how many people really died. There was all these mistreatments with the ventilators that people didn't need that made it worse. So it's very murky, but obviously people did die of COVID and it's real, but, but, in, but in terms of like what it was billed as and what was real January 6th, right? We said this shit. I get the only thing I ever got pushback from on this podcast, really. I was like, dude, it was not a bunch of people in 
heavily armed vehicles smashing and killing everybody, all the senators. Like nobody, the only person that died was a woman who was shot by one of the Capitol Police. That shit was hyped as the next 9-11. It's a huge bluff, that whole thing, just to get more power to be like, okay, now we can investigate domestic terrorism. You know, WMD in Iraq, that was totally fake. That was never a thing. They keep hyping these things to, to make it seem a lot worse. And I, and I wonder like if the cyber attack, what's going to happen is they will have a bank get hacked and something will happen. Like it'll be something small, but they'll say, this is the threat to the entire system. Everybody needs to shut down. We're going to take everything offline. We're going to have to, we're going to have to clean up the internet. We're, you know, they're going to take something relatively small and make it into something huge or the war with Ukraine. It could be like this little skirmish or something, but they're going to make it seem like the threat of Russian terrorism and infiltration is so big. We need to lock down. all. I think, I think they're basically always fucking bluffing is what I, I'm saying. They may do something crazier that gets out of control. Like they release a virus that they, that's much worse than they thought, but I think they're fucking bluffing pretty much about everything. And all this like, Oh, Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates, and they have all this power. They only have power because people go for the bluff over and over again. If everybody said, you know what? Fuck you. You know what? You told me to lock down. Fuck you. I'm not locked down. Every single person, every single restaurant is like, fuck these QR codes. Fuck off. Everybody. That would be it. They, were, they have no power except to scare people. It's the Wizard of Oz. It's just the guy behind the curtain making scary things happen and the TV doing it and the media and CNN. And so I was thinking about this monkey thing. You know, At first I was like, oh shit, this is going to be something. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm part of the problem even saying this shit. Making people get, oh, no, 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 it's that monkey thing. That's the thing that's spreading. I think like it's pretty much a bluff, most of the shit. They shouldn't be fucking around with these gain of function things or whatever. And it could be worse. But I think like almost everything they're doing is a bluff. And they're doing it because they fucked up. They've stolen too much money from the system. That thing we talked about economically, they can't print, yet they can't raise rates. They're, in a, they're trapped. And they're just going to bluff their way. They have no bullets left in the gun. They're just going to bluff their way into scaring people and fate of the world like almost depends on whether people go along with it or not i'm naive yeah i'm like a qr code so you yeah so you you don't you're not a fan of giving a restaurant all your information is what you're saying i don't know if you're naive just for the sake of the question or you're actually naive but yeah, um, no, i hadn't thought of that is what i'm saying and, but yeah you bring up qr code and yeah i mean that yeah no yeah. never give your restaurant a, yeah. a qr card ever mm-hmm. ever so, like, no, you're I mean, there and that's the only option like to, to check the option, their menu the, the option just, is to is to just yeah. not eat there eat there right right no, oh, I, got, I, got oh I thought you meant to scan it to get the menu you're saying or to get yeah into yeah, the yeah no i meant i meant even to get the menu you worry about that i mean like giving I, the- I won't do it now i realized like i used to think like oh that's cool like i guess it's a way of not touching the menu or whatever but that's also no yeah, i'm I talking about that aspect i know oh, you're, you're saying like what uh, i'm saying, saying to get yeah, 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 yeah the vax pass yeah, 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 yeah i, I wouldn't even Sorry. Okay. Actually... Okay. So I went. To, okay. So I was thinking about that actually too, though. I was like, dude, that is giving him access to my phone every time you go in my menu. I never even thought of that till you said it, that. But yeah, no, that's sorry. right. That's I, right. I, know what I wasn't talking about that just now, but, but I've <laughs> thought about that. Some actually, somebody on Twitter pointed that out. They're like, you know, that she, she's like, I knew that that this is not, this is normalizing something not good. Like just doing that probably harmless for the times you did it, but it's not, you don't want to normalize. Right. Like, yeah. Just giving you can't even look at the menu. Everything. Yeah, but don't ever is. go to a restaurant. Don't ever go well, to a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, like showing your papers to go to a restaurant, you can't, you can't consent to that system. Like, oh, well, I need to prove my, I need to prove my innocence, my anybody innocence, my compliance, my anybody state to 
have just basic rights that of course, you know, to eat somewhere, if they want to do that, I'll just cook at home. You know, and it's not, it's not worth, it's not that important to me. I hear you. I, I hear you. I understood. That's all I got. I had a lot. That's a lot of shit, but that's all I got. You yeah. Got I know you want to talk about? No, just other than I, I blew it. And uh, thanks to Cutler for reminding or trying to get me to sign up for that uh, NFBC league. But I got, I, 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 there was like seven of 15 and none. They must've all signed up like eight in a row or something because it wasn't filling up. And then I blew it and waited a little too long and I missed it. The four hour. I don't like as much, but I should have just for the content with you. Four hours sucks though. But, um, but for you, I guess it makes more sense in Portugal. But I, and I should have done it, so I'm upset. But hopefully we'll do. It. And then I'm like, oh, we'll do a beat Chris List league. But I, you, I guess you're not going to do that. You might have to actually. Pay no, I probably. Do, that's that's beyond the pale. I, I might not do a main event. It, it's not. Just, it's not the paying for it. It's just that I don't want to do the fab. And the main event is the one. You know, the 15s are the ones where the fab is so fucking. Yeah, we'll just demanding. do the Rotowire one. Yeah, we'll just do Rotowire. That's what we do anyway. The 12 I might think about it. I, I just, you know, I did a draft champions because there's no work involved. I'll, I'll even do maybe a thousand dollar draft champions once yeah, I get Yeah, do that, but in, get heads up and I'll do a thousand dollars. Okay. Because because I just don't really know if I want to be on Sunday night spending three hours. Yeah, and I like this. Let's do it. Yeah. These guys, these guys are so good that it's so serious that like you can't mail it in on Sunday night. Like you just can't. So, you know, I, I'm willing to, you know, if, if I get into it, I start doing the serious draft prep while I'm doing these DCs, then I feel like, okay, if I feel like up to it, then I can like draft with anybody, but then I, I can't fucking deal with the rest. It's too much. So let's do it. Let's do a, a, another DC, a bigger one and, and let me know. And even if it's four hours, I'll do it, whatever. Just let me know ahead. Okay. Okay. One other thing, one other thing. So I, I'm in this DC and I picked 14th and uh, tell me who you take here. You ready? Okay. So, oh, well, you know me. <laughs> okay, well, Turner, Tatis, Ramirez, Soto, Cole, Burns, Bichette, Bueller, Vlad, Acuna, Harper, Trout, Betts. Those are the guys that go. I'm picking 14. Who do you take? Uh, man, I don't have ADP in front of me. I've only done one. Let me think. I mean, is uh, Bueller's gone too, you're saying? Yeah, Bueller's gone. Yeah, I'm picking 14. Who's your next pitcher? Oh, wow, you're 14 there. Wow, okay, so Scherzer's gone. Be uh, no, no, Scherzer's there. Uh, well, I'd probably I go Wheeler. I took Scherzer at 14. Wheeler was there? Yeah, he was there. So then yeah, it goes Otani. I don't feel strong. I mean, those are good. Yeah, either. Yeah. Okay. okay. Then it goes Otani and Hendricks at the turn. And yeah, I, came I, back with Wheeler. Yeah. I took DeGrom in the second. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I don't see myself doing it. So, you know what? You know, I was either him or Tucker. And I looked at it and I was like, you know, this season might not start on time. This season starts in May or June. Oh, DeGrom like might pitch. Any, he might yeah. pitch like, you know, two thirds of it, in which case, like, dude, do you see his numbers last year? Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Historical. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah. I got to take the Grom. He's not coming back to me. So I was like, it yeah. is what it is. No, he's so, throwing sure. 100 at Grest Park. Like, yeah, no, I got it. He could be. Scherzer and DeGrom. That's the two Mets. I took two Mets. I like to it. Start. Yeah. Great, great so, park. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I just joined one today because I got the itch and I wanted to join one with you. And I did one with uh with Vlad here. And, and as we are talking here, they all quickly signed up and I'm one pick away or whatever. But they are nice. fun. But it it is kind of a weird. It, it's always like you feel like you're on the clock, whatever, on, on these these drafts. But whatever. They they get addicting. So definitely let's do one together. Okay. We'll figure out something. All right, man. Uh, no TV, any of that bullshit that you got? We were watching. Yeah, well, wait, we've, done a, we've done a long one here and I'm actually compiling my end best of list. So we'll, uh, okay. we'll go over that next week. We'll go okay. do it next week. Next week. Yeah, and we got to do, we're doing the health. We're going to do a health pod at one yeah. point too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. We'll see we got, we got, week. we got endless yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. All right. All right take it All easy, right. man. Later, All right. Liz.